Hey, this is Montag, Master of Illusion, and uh, we're going to be doing our first ever album review. That's right. That's right. I want to thank Char Tupper from Breaking the Law PR and Nikki Law. Um, we're going to be reviewing the band Phobophilic and their album Enveloping Absurdity. All right, Dreadbull. Would you like to uh, begin with saying some things about the new Phobophilic? Sure. Uh, right off the top, I love this band. <laughs> this was a fantastic album. Uh, probably listened to it, maybe probably in its entirety, three, four times, uh, certain tracks a bunch of times, because, yeah, they were just worth rewinding and listening to over and over. Some great stuff. We can get into that if when we talk about some of our favorite tracks off of it. Um and then the title, I had to look it up. So I looked up several terms off of this album. Uh, phobophilic. I'm like, okay, is that a real, is that some kind of real phobia? So yeah, phobophilia is the, the love of fear. Oh, nice. That's how it's defined in the urban dictionary. Okay. So, uh, and yeah, there are certain other song titles that are, that are odd here that I had to look up, but there's oh, a, like the first a lot of Jungian uh, psychology going on in this album. Nice. So I don't know if you noticed that or not, but uh We'll get into that more later, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I like, uh, as far as, you know, I'm, I'm hitting miss when it comes to death metal. There are certain time types I really like, and, you know, I'm not really into the relentless, relentless, nonstop heavy, you know, play as heavy and fast as you can all the time. I, that turns to kind of white noise in, in my brain eventually, but, uh, this phobophilic this their, their style of death metal i love because there's some like doom mixed in there's mm -hmm. some really interesting time signatures and transitions and it it stays interesting to me that's a much more interesting thing to listen to than than just hard and fast as you can go the whole time so um yeah this is my kind of death metal and i <coughs> thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this album uh yeah everything yeah. about it's top notch the guitar work the drumming you know the compositions themselves. Everything about it is is uh, is is top notch. I, I'm really really impressed. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, um, I found it to be like this kind of sludgy melodic death metal with doom elements to it, which which I again I really like mm -hmm. as well. Um, I also kind of heard echoes of like Carcass in places that the way their riffs ran and they're kind Absolutely. of very melodic. The guitar riffs they would have like these. Um, very melodic notes being played over um, sludgy kind of chugging riffs. And also a couple of times where I heard like Nile, almost like Nile, like more the uh, Middle Eastern Egyptian Ooh. sounds that like, Oh, okay. Not as, not as definable as Nile, but like, like echoes like, Oh, okay. And again, it's that melodic kind of uh, sound. Cause I think Nile is very melodic, even though they're bludgeoning force. Some of their slower songs though, have that kind of chugging melodic um mm -hmm. so i yeah i agree i i really like this band so i i am so glad that we were um asked to do this review because man uh, this is a great album uh chop is there anything that you'd like to add yeah yeah um you know what i've heard of it i i like the uh there's a lot of there's some actually some melodic moments with the guitar parts there's a lot of ascending riffs they're doing some different things ascending and descending uh it's like riffs within riffs you know, as they're doing things. So I was really focused on the guitar work uh, throughout there. Um, only downfall I have is is the vocals are buried. So buried, I think buried in the mix for me. But uh, I really like the top-notch musicianship. Uh, drumming's 
incredible as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, there's not almost just like blast beats. I mean, they're there sometimes, but it's not there just some, that. Almost like there's mm-hmm. some gas style stuff going here and there. Yeah. So, and uh, I really like the. Uh, it's almost like they had the, with the, the doomier stuff and some of this theory, almost like a a cosmic kind of feel to it. Like I'm picturing as I'm listening to this album, almost Lovecraftian type creatures, you know. And mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just gave me that kind of vibe and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, fantastic musicianship across the board. And like I said, those guitar players and the, there's actually some dual harmony stuff going on throughout as well mm-hmm. within those songs. So. Yeah. It really sets it apart, I think, from some other death metal bands in that in that way. The musicianship does. Well, let's talk about some of our favorite songs. Um, then, uh, you know, you, Dreadbull, you had mentioned about looking up some of the titles. Did you look up the meaning of the first song? Yes, an entheodromia. Yes, I did actually. And this is uh, it, like in in terms of like nature. This is nature seeking balance. So this is the if some kind of an extreme uh, develops, there's always an equal and opposite you know it's that equal and opposite thing there's another extreme that will come that will seek to bring a balance and then that's another there's another Jungian. yeah and that's a Jungian thing Mm -hmm. uh the it's the his his definition of i think i'm pronouncing that right right an antiodromia an atrodromia a natrodromia tr am i did i spell it wrong here andromeda what are we talking yeah, about? Anyway, it's the emergence of the unconscious opposite in the course of time. So he thinks that you, ah. if you build up an extreme one-sided tendency, huh. that as you get older, another equally opposite extreme will will develop to help balance and, and to seek that right. balance. See, you're so only halfway you, through uh, with my life. Imagine the other extreme of me building up over the next 40 years, Dreadbull. Yeah. Is that where that uh, you, your candle came from? Your... I guess so. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think this is actually maybe they even try to demonstrate this in the song because, uh, you know, there's that slow, sludgy sort of build up. Mm-hmm. Even the outro, there's kind of the slow plotting section at the end you know, and more aggressive, faster paced stuff in the middle. So I got a feeling yeah. they, they tried to sort I, of, I kind of got this sense of like the, the music felt like it was doing this kind of mm-hmm. those two sides going up and down. Um, a lot of melodic riffs, uh, solos in this one and musical interludes between the singing, which I, I really liked because off the bat, first song, you have a lot of chance to show off musicianship Yeah, and they do it right from the, right from the get go. Yeah. All right. And, Totally agree. Uh, uh, do you want to? Do you want to go all my tracks? Or well, no. If you want, yeah, I was just going to mention uh, the next one. I was going to mention is you know that I really liked was Cathedrals of Blood. Um, it, it it reminded me a lot of uh, again some Nile like moments, and I really like Nile. Not that I'm saying this band is like Nile. I mean, it's its own entity, but there are some of these styles and these kind of riffs. What make me like Nile as opposed to other death metal bands make mm-hmm. me like Phobophilic because it echoes some of that stylistic choices but i i like cathedrals of blood too yeah mm-hmm. i totally agree that's my favorite track on the whole album i think mm-hmm. uh it's just like this is stank face material <laughs> on this album. i was making the stank face listening nice. to this one and i listened to i re-listened to this track a lot uh it, it's just like those really driving drums and that relentless sort of guitar riff it oh it's so good it's really yeah. a big sludgy ending you know that big mm-hmm. heavy sludge ending um yeah this uh, probably listen to this at least a dozen times and 
you know, dread, dread what you said before earlier at the beginning of the review is like, there's, there's, it's, it's not that constant, bah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, there's so much variety and, and throwing in the doomy riffs and some more melodies. You don't, you don't hear sometimes a lot, or to this year, a lot of times, I don't hear a lot of melody and, and death metal is, is the guitar work, but with this band, it really comes through. And, uh, especially the, the dual leads, harmonies, and uh, those ascending riffs are really cool within the riff. So, yeah. Right. I mean, it almost borders on like progressive progressive death metal to me. There's mm-hmm. some really weird uh, yeah. time signatures and stuff. And, so, and I forget It's not quite tech death. Listen. It's not technical death, but yeah. it, there is some progressive elements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enough to really keep it interesting, I think, and t- kind of show off their obvious, their musicianship is excellent. Mm-hmm. So a little chance to show some of that off and just their, their compositions, their writing. Is is it's all top notch, yeah. man. Nice, really impressive. All right. Well, what uh, what other track did, uh, would you like to talk about there, Dread? Uh, I've got it's kind of two tracks, but uh, mm-hmm. individuation, mm-hmm. and then that leads into the illusion of self. Yes. Um, and that was another one. So we'll start with mm-hmm. Carl Jung. Uh, individuation is the process where you become an individual. You learn those things about you that are separate and individual indivisible from the whole you know this and nice. so uh in which it's almost like a maslow another psychi- psychologist would have said this is when you're self-actualizing or behind yeah and that's exactly what self- you know self-actualization or of needs yeah yeah, yeah self-realization self-actualization yeah mm-hmm. And that's interesting because the next track is the illusion of self. Mm-hmm. So it kind of flips nice. it right on its okay. head instantly. So there's a lot of cool psychology Seeking going on. Balance. I would, yeah, I would love to yeah. talk to the guys from the band. I'd love to hear well, more about this. So I, I, I was going to ask them if they'd come on the show. Yes. So Phobophilic, uh, if you're hearing this, and 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 Char and and Nikki, um, we'd love to talk with you. Come mm-hmm. on, talk us talk us through Jungian psychology. We'd love to yeah. have you on. <laughs> I'd love to hear more about the yes. psychology of this. Album. Yeah. Better creative process, everything. Yeah, yeah, I love the illusion of, of individuation. I, I that's where mm-hmm. I thought I heard a touch of Middle Eastern musicality. Yeah. I thought it was quiet, introspective. It was a nice interlude, a surprising interlude. It was only short, yes. like two and a, two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, but I thought, oh, this is really unexpected in this death metal album. You're not expecting this kind of quiet, mm-hmm. very thoughtful kind of piece. That I thought, oh. But it wasn't boring. It wasn't repetitious. It was like it was intriguing. It was there was mm-hmm. layers of music, and I oh okay, this is really good. And yeah, I, I sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, and I I love how it gets into the illusion of self because that one is driving, driving, yeah, yeah. and melodic. And this one had it like I was hearing like reminding me of like why I like the band Death and more Carcass. It was the technical driving, you know, heavy heavy stuff. Well, yeah. you know, like we thought before, it's not many times that we're really big fans of musical interludes into other songs you know yeah. but this fit really really well you know went from that to that last track is just uh yeah it's it's, it's, it's amazing really good stuff mm. yeah we've talked about instrumentals and you know they're often in hit very hit or miss it didn't work so I well with the, our uh, last uh, slugfest <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> sometimes they either come across as like a, a whole bunch of leftovers that they tried mm-hmm. to mash into a song right or, or in, like, inside jokes like look at us how funny we are like a tool and things yeah somebody falling Whatever. asleep on an organ and an <laughs> <laughs> well, we have 38 seconds let's put it in there <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but yeah, I think the good instrumentals work. either either evoke some kind of real cool, like a uh, uh, real cool vibe, or a really evoke some kind of emotion, you know. And uh, I think this one really does a great job of that. And 
you know, it's like some of the really good, like cool Metallica. I think they were really good at, at writing instrumentals because mm-hmm. there was an emotion or a, a, a mood or something that they were able to create along with it. So what's the that's big one on, uh, was it Orion on Master Puppets? Uh, Master has, Puppets has that? Yeah. yeah. That's Especially when it, slows, when it slows down. It, it, that's got a nice groove yeah. to it. Yeah. Yes, it does. So, yeah, yeah great stuff. And mm-hmm. the uh, illusion of self, like I said, this has got to be a, a playoff of the uh, mm-hmm. individuation. So, got to talk to these guys about this. I'd be yeah. Very... I also really liked Enveloping Absurdity, the last track on the album. Um, it's a long track. It's like eight minutes, uh, a little over eight minutes. It's it's complex. It's rich. It's melodic. I think it's a fantastic way to finish this album because mm-hmm. um, it kind of showcases everything that you've by the time you get to the end you see what Good this band point. can do yeah and then now it's like hey we're gonna put all these cool things into one long song but it doesn't feel like an eight minute song mm-hmm. that's the thing it's it's just like wow okay this is a this is a fantastic band and a, a great album for them mm-hmm. yeah. yeah sometimes you get you dive into something new you have no idea what you're gonna expect you know maybe the first couple minutes you you form an opinion but uh yeah this band was not like that at all you know mm-hmm. like you have an opinion immediately but then all of a sudden it changes and then changes again like wow so this album kept my interest and just kept pulling me through the entire album there's mm-hmm. not a boring moment yeah this whole album before we're getting this album i'd heard like one track i'd looked them up on youtube and i I've watched some of their like live show i thought oh okay so they've got a death metal band here and like you know and then but hearing their album uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there, Dread. It's like it, there was so much more going on mm-hmm. here, um, and it and it deserves a, a couple of listenings. You What's know, amazing to, is they they throw all that stuff in in thirty six minutes. I mean, it's just you know, yeah. it's a short album, and yeah. it's just it's unbelievable because you get a, you know a lot of other bands you get albums maybe that length or whatever, and you don't hear that much, and you're just like, oh okay. So, but this there's so much to listen to, and there's so much texture, and there's so much diversity within the plane and the drums, whether it be the drums or the guitar playing and stuff that, yeah, creates quite an enjoyable experience for that short of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my love for dream theater, this to me is, is that same experience that I get listening mm-hmm. to dream theater, like going through this album. It just, it always stayed interesting. And, uh, you know, I didn't zone out because I hit a, they had a repetitive beat forever. You know, this was yeah. always something to listen to and something to perk your ears up and, you know, skip back and hear it again. Like, great, yeah, great always, stuff. I think on re-listens, you can always, you're going to pick out something else. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know. Yeah. So I'm definitely already, I'm big, big time fan of this band already. So I'm looking forward to, to more from them. Yeah. Same here. Same here. All right. Well, there, Hey, there's our first album review. Phobophilic enveloping absurdity. Uh, again, I want to thank Char Tupper from breaking the law PR for sending us a copy of the album. Uh, I want to thank Nikki law for letting us do the review. And I want to thank the guys from Phobopilic, uh, for making a great album. And I tell you what, guys, seriously, we want to interview, come on the show. Want to have a good yes. time with you. Want to talk to you about your album and your lyrics. Um, so Nikki, if you're hearing this char, let's make this happen. <laughs> so anyway, Hey, this has been Montag master of illusion and chop top and dread bowl. And you've been listening to our album. It would have sounded much better had we rehearsed it. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. I appreciate that. Sure, man. No problem at all. So, yeah, we're excited to have you on. Um, 
yeah, this is, we're going to have a lot of fun. We got some cool games and, you know, we're just a oh, bunch shit. of, uh, some knuckleheads, you know, we, we just longtime friends. Uh, one of us is not with us today. He had some, uh, like late last minute family thing pop up where he, uh, he had to leave, but we've all no known problem. each other for like 30, 40 years. Um, so we were just a bunch of knuckleheads who kind of stumbled into, to doing this show for fun and then kind of meeting people and getting, you know, guests like yourself on board. It's just like ice cream on the cake, you know? Okay. Well, it's been on the guys and um, Dan Levon from me. From... You're listening and watching heavy fucking metal fucking horror. That's not the PC version. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is Chop Top, and this is going to be one hell of a tea party. <laughs> Stay happy. <laughs> and you are watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Whoa, kitties. Chop Top's right. We've got a hell of a show tonight. We've got Crucifix from Satanic Tea Company. Crucifix, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror, man. Thank you so much for having me. Stoked to be here. Yeah, we're we going to have a good time tonight. Um, you know, I appreciate you put on the corpse paint. I love that. Uh, that's great. That's great. Um, that's, uh, I love that branding. And we got so much excitement to talk about. First, we'd like oh, yeah. to just kind of get some background questions. We always like to kind of get to know our guests a little bit. Um, so when did you first get into music? Uh, super early on. Like, I, my sister was into, like, radio rock, I guess. So, like, my first intro to, like, rock music was, like, Creed, I guess, from, like, the radio. So, <laughs> like, arms <laughs> wide open, uh, stuff like that. I was raised... Um, in a very strict Christian uh, household. Um, so there was like strictly only Christian music allowed mm-hmm. um, in our house. So like I'd go to the Christian bookstore at like 10 or 11 and, but then they would sneak in like heavy metal Christian albums. So like Azalea Dying and Demon Hunter and stuff like okay. that. I was able to like build my pathway into extreme metal yeah <laughs> through like christian metal yeah disciple and blood good and resurrection band and those kinds of things yeah totally yeah yeah um you and i have a lot in common uh, i was raised in the same kind of way uh pentecostal oh, yeah. but you know fundamentalist background and and didn't know that i was listening to the devil's music until i was a teenager when i was told that i was going to hell for having a kiss albums you know so yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I get i get it man i totally get it um yeah, after the show, we'll, maybe we'll talk just for a few minutes about that. I'd love to uh, meet people who kind of had those same kind of re- religious trauma, you know, in their lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, um, what what is it about the extreme metal as a genre that attracts you? Um, yeah, I guess like early on, it was just like probably from yeah some of that Christian trauma, just like. I'm a pretty laid back, uh, mellow type B sort of person, but um, having like a lot of like yeah, issues growing up, I think I related to being able to get that kind of focused aggression out in like uh, safe <laughs> kind of way, like just yeah. listening to it. Um, and then, yeah, starting to play in bands when I was like very early on, like 12, 13 years old. Um, 
in like metal bands, Christian metal bands to start. Um, and yeah, as soon as I started playing and like um, being able to like connect with that music, it was just uh, like a drug. I was pretty hooked. And here, like yeah, 20 some odd years later, I'm still uh, very much hooked on it. Yeah, yeah. I think some of that that aggression and frustration that comes out of the cognitive dissonance of that trauma, you know, evolves and you want, you want someone to be able to express that frustration, you know, and like, you know, yeah, so I, I, uh, I kind of get that. So uh, you, you had mentioned growing up listening to these, you know, Christian extreme metals. So when you think of your musical heroes now, um, who are some of these uh, of your musical heroes? Oh uh, yeah. So like, Early on, not too much from the original stuff. Like I was in originally one of the first extreme metal bands was that Azalea Dying. Um, but yeah, the vocalist got ended up going to jail for trying to get a hit out on his wife. So that kind of like <laughs> smashed that a little bit. Um, but now, yeah, like now it's like people like uh, Cannibal Corpse is probably just like a big one for me right now. They've just been doing it for so long and they've stayed yeah. true. Um, to what they're doing and just like still putting out awesome album after awesome album and then like even like newer ones right now I think are just really cool as like a band like Ghost um, just being putting that imagery and like being able to put um, such like uh, interesting and satanic like imagery and lyrics like on like a mainstream sort of platform like they're playing stadiums and stuff now so I just think that's like really yeah. interesting what they're doing um and trying to like also like trying to do like a similar thing but with death metal yeah i i do love the imagery i i want to like their music more but i i could i admit i've only heard maybe half a dozen songs and i want to give them more of a chance but i do love the imagery of it and the pageantry you know there yeah. was something it's the same reason why i like you know king diamond and things like that there's just something about totally, yeah. the whole package and and i love like the black metal sound i mean i love that's just it just calls to me and chop and i have been friends we saw king diamond we uh we've we've seen him a couple times and and um so no i i totally get that um so have you had a, had a chance to meet any of your musical heroes uh, the people you really like admire and, and if so what what was that experience like for you uh not really i guess like i've met like a couple of people in bands i've like just from working on some tours but yeah not not any like musical heroes i don't think so i haven't really had the opportunity to be too many of but yeah i feel like a lot of the don't meet your heroes is like sometimes it's kind of like nice to keep the separation there a little bit to like keep them in like that high regard just in case like something might happen i guess but yeah not really uh have you ever have you ever met any of yours yeah and most of the time it's been really great interactions um but you're right there's a there has been one time in particular uh uh i used to love kiss growing up and i met uh did a backstage meet and greet with kiss and gene simmons was like a total dick you know yeah and and i thought man i paid a thousand bucks for this you're asshole you know yeah 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 and it's like it never it from that point on it's like i've never liked him i i've never felt the same way about the band because that's the band that made me want to be a musician at 10 years old i was doing gene simmons paint and like spitting blood and imagine that's just this is what i want to do with my life you know and and kind of modeled you know, even in the college, like this is why I want to be in a in a band. You know, kind of the thing like that. But after that, it's like, nah, kind of snap. Nope, it's done. You know. 
Totally. Yeah, I should correct myself. I haven't met any of them in person, but like working with a kind of a couple through like collabs. Um, one that stands out in particular is Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth. Like he's um, especially like through the imagery and all that stuff, like a major influence. So like didn't get to meet him in person, but like we correspond through email to like work out um, different collaborations and key stuff. Oh, and that's cool. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty amazing to be able to, to work with people at that level you know oh totally nice so if who's your favorite metal vocalist metal vocalist um uh yeah probably my favorite vocalist was trevor from the black dahlia murder who recently passed mm. away yeah um yeah like growing up like his vocal style um just like such a, a massive range and just like flawless execution on every black dahlia murder record um just he just blew me away and like seeing them live a few times like perfect live so um he especially stands out for sure nice nice um i want to talk a little bit about your creativity and process um so you know you you have more of the the tea company side than the music but you're obviously you know done music as well so what is your creative process um when working on music um yes like right now um we have yeah like i have a certain like vision for like how i want it to sound like we're trying to like be more classic death metal um suffocation cryptopsy cannibal corpse like styled um so working with a producer um who's been a longtime friend and our old bands have toured together uh before so it's nice to work with someone familiar um so just, yeah just trying to like figure out the sound um and just like just being in the studio together, um, rounding that out. Um, as far as like the imagery and like the music videos and the lyrics, I guess um, it draws like everyone's like, oh, are all the songs about tea, <laughs> which is like <laughs> fair, fair, fair question, uh, but they're not about tea. Um, it's like been about just like, yeah, some of the past like religious trauma growing mm-hmm. up. Um, some like recently, like a couple of songs, like I recently stopped smoking weed as much um so like i've been having these crazy nightmares like every single day like i don't sleep very well and <laughs> now that I, I don't smoke as much weed so like some of the songs are about this like re- reoccurring uh actual nightmares um and just i guess like more end of the world than like um hellscape type mm-hmm. stuff without giving like too much stuff away i guess sure um and then yeah the music videos i i think it just it's kind of been we've only have one out right now, but we have another one coming out in a couple of weeks here. Um, and then when we release an EP, we'll have a video for every song, but just like kind of creating just like a funny S like juxtaposition of like the character I portray as crucifix and like kind of like normal or just odd ways where you wouldn't normally see uh, a character like myself, I guess. In yeah. Like, like, like your day at the so, office kind of thing. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so, yeah, that's actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, really good. My question has to be those those monstrous wristbands. Who the fuck ever designed those? Those are outrageous. Man. Oh yeah, it was pretty much just trying to find like the most. Uh, before we got them, it was kind of I didn't really think about how heavy they are for like long term wear. So that's kind of <laughs> been like kind of a backfire on me now. Like I got like giant calluses on my wrist from those things. But, yeah, <laughs> um, it's like yeah, just like a hundred nine inch nails on each one. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a pain in the ass and i've definitely scratched oh, myself God. quite a bit but yeah 
Um, those are fun. <laughs> you have to start working in some, like maybe bringing over plastic, you know, just just for those long term wear. And, you know. and I like the no. I like the gimp plug too. Yes, you know, for yeah. fiction. That's yeah. <laughs> Bring in the gimp. That's right. Yeah. It's one thing I love about you know bands that you mentioned, Cannibal Corpse. Chop and I saw them too. It's like there's there's along with this extreme horror and metal bands, there's usually a, a, the tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. There's like there's a sense of humor about it. Like, look, guys, we know we're talking about getting fucked with a knife. We get that. And so there's a little bit of, you know, self-awareness and, and kind of the comical appeal, which I've also noticed in some of your other videos, like when you're making the grilled cheese or the nachos, you know. And, like, those are... I I I like that about the the genre as a whole. Like, okay, we're we're having fun with it. You know, it's like yeah. dress up. It's like Halloween. You know, all those kind of fun things. Like, why do we go to a horror film? Because we're gonna laugh. You know, we're gonna we're gonna watch <laughs> someone get killed. We're gonna laugh. Like, oh, that's fucking great. You know, do you, does that is there part of that joy? I mean, in in making this music too, there's got to be some of that being able to perform it. Like, I don't know how you could put that stuff on and not just have some fun with it. You know. No, totally. I think that's like kind of the whole point. Like even wearing corpse paint and playing death metal, it's like kind of uh, definitely looked down upon, I guess, if you're like a true black metal person that is like very elitist and stuff like they don't like you mixing and matching that sort of thing. And people comment on that all the time. I think that's like the the fun is like almost the whole point of doing it, I think. Um, and if you're if you're like one of those like super serious people who are going to just take it too serious, like it's not for you, I think like um, it's like, yeah, we're definitely it's all about like if you can't see that it's trying to be funny, then I'm not sure if you're the right person for <laughs> right. The, to consume our content. No, I, I get it. I totally get it. And that's for the people who do get it. I mean, you could like, yeah, OK, you appreciate that humor. You know, because a, a lot of horror, there's horror has comedy in it. There, there's a gallows humor that you just kind of have to go with, and and it's a it's a particular kind of enjoyment where you you know you know you're watching someone get killed, and you're going to be okay with it. You know, yeah. um, so no, no, I I like that. So I think it's funny those gatekeepers are out there. You know, in the metal community, like you know, oh, you can't like this or that, or you, you know, there's like some kind of rules that you have to follow. I thought, well, where's the the fucking fun and rules i mean this is the whole point is like rebellion and just like shattering all these things and you're putting on a good show i mean that's just part of the you know branding like we're gonna have this extreme experience this is what you want to see you know yeah totally it's bringing like yeah just trying to like bring something different and interesting to the table where people will be like maybe we'll remember it and uh a little more it'll stick out in people's mind as opposed to like another person just putting out like black and white mystical looking artwork that looks the same as like every single other person putting yeah. out metal uh, artwork which is like nothing wrong like i love a lot of that stuff but it's the same like just for our project um that's not what we're trying to do yeah we want to like have fun with it. it it is still extreme metal um and hopefully like people will like be able to relate to that aspect of it but like yeah there's definitely lots of like funniness <laughs> added in yeah i always like um you know trying to read band names and try to figure out what it is because it's certain in such a stylized font with you know and I'm like i i have no idea what this is so i mean that's gotta be that's part of the fun i think it starts with right there like we've got all kinds of stuff and it says you know 
you know, splatter brain or whatever the band is. I'm like, oh, okay, I can't, I'm trying to read that. I mean, that's just part of the genre. I think is making the, the band name, like look cool. Like you got to decipher it, you know? Um, totally. Uh, yeah. Um, some of these, like, uh, oh, sorry. Even like some oh. of like the metal posters, like with a lot of these new age bands are just like absolutely unreadable. So you have like the full set of unreadable logos and then underneath in brackets, it's like the name. <laughs> and, yeah. like, obviously yeah. Yeah. that's funny in itself. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I mean, we don't need to be as, um, I guess, simple as like ACDC. We, we we can see those four letters. Thank you. But, yeah, but uh, at, the same thing, at the same time, I get it. You don't want to solve a fucking hieroglyph. You want to read the fucking band name, right? So. <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Just so. have it in parentheses, you know, on every album cover underneath the shitty fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right and with with the with the death metal growl of vocalization it's you know it's hard to hear or understand what the lyrics are so in a way you know we could, you could just sit at the beard like going and you know it's not going to make uh there's just something to that and i although, i can't possess that growl but right. although there is a lot of metal bands you know i'm a big fan uh, specifically melodic death metal and some classic death metal but it, you know you can actually hear like these current singers and stuff, a lot of the lyrics that come out. Uh, one that comes to mind, Amana Marth. You can hear Johan pretty, you know, pretty clearly on that. And uh, and I, I'm a big fan of Arch Enemy too. So I like Elisa, and I liked uh, previous singer as well. So, but that's what I you know enjoy about that part. But then again, I can go. I got some Cannibal Corpse CDs. Go right to Corpse Grinder, man. Fucking hit it up, and it's just like, yeah, when you're in the mood for that. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about, about your tea company. Um, and it's, I, I love that there's this combination of two elements, you know, you've got, we've got the black metal and the black tea, you know, which is, which is fantastic. So when did your love for tea um, begin? Um, it was probably like my big love for tea probably happened after I started the company. Um like at the beginning, I didn't like I drank tea. I also drank way more coffee at the time um, in 2017. Um, I just wanted to start a business online overall. Um, we sold T-shirts as well as tea at the beginning. Um, the reason we started selling tea is um, I was visiting. My dad lives in Portugal. Um, I was there seeing him for the first time in like a few years. Um, he his friend, I guess, owned a tea field that they were trying to like get me to like, Oh, you can maybe sell this tea that we grow in this tea field. Then I got back to Canada and I was pretty overwhelmed with like importing and stuff and what the logistics were to selling like a very, very small portion of tea. Cause I was just starting out. Um, so I ended up just like keeping that idea with tea, using a different supplier um, and just like said, fuck it. I'm just going to try this out, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't really see any metal themed tea anywhere. So I just did like three flavors that I liked myself. Um, so I'm pretty selfish that way. And then <laughs> just uh, people weren't buying the t-shirts we were selling. They were only really buying the tea. Um, and because uh, with like the black metal, I guess like satanic imagery, people started calling us that satanic tea coat, even though like we started out as pitch black North, which I guess is like the parent company of the Satanic Tea Co. Um, so yeah, we just kind of leaned into the tea, um, just started referring ourselves to only Satanic Tea Co. Um, 
and just like through that process of like the tea company side growing um it's just yeah like it's very customizable like there are tea not like there are tea snobs and like a card i didn't start selling coffee first because i was like afraid of the coffee snobs <laughs> from this <laughs> new person but there's just as many tea snobs in the world so it really, really okay yeah, they're a violent bunch um, yeah totally yeah um yeah i think people satanic starbucks uh, company right, <laughs> right, right. yeah yeah uh but yeah just like just like through the experience of like growing the company and like just growing my knowledge of tea through that um i think that's where i really like started just enjoying the ritualistic like kind of process of making your tea everyone's got a different preference just like um yeah just through starting the company is how I started liking tea and like um, really falling in love with uh, this industry, I guess. Cool. Well, I saw that you mentioned that your tea is ethically sourced. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about what that means and, and how it's sourced? Um, yeah. So like before I would just get ingredients from like wherever I could, um, just starting out like very fresh um, from like other tea companies that would kind of help me with that. But now we work um, solely with uh, my friend's tea company here in Calgary. Um, she works very hard um, directly with farms like all over the world um, that grow their stuff independently, stuff in Canada. And like we get some of our spices from like women communes in Afghanistan and all over the world um, and trying to get it like sourcing it as locally as possible. So it's all fair traded and like the workers um, there's like different programs. People have to like abide by certain um, standards to be able to apply for these ethical um, practices to be like certified in this sort of way. Um, so like only working with people who have those um, standards in place um, and getting the ingredients from that. So in the end, it does create a more expensive product, but you can also feel better that like the workers are paid properly. The tea is all high quality ingredients. And you don't have to like wonder like how like, cause I guess people, a lot of people don't think about like the process of like the food to your table or farm to table or whatever mm -hmm. um, your preference is. So like, how did that tea get from wherever it was grown how did those spices get from wherever it was grown like where was it grown and how are the workers treated to like the cup of tea you're drinking now so um as i was learning more about the tea company and getting help from the person i'm working with now that helps out with the ethically sourced stuff it's like yeah there's like a, a lot of people get mistreated and a lot of ingredients are like not good <laughs> and a lot of like especially like the big chain grocery store tea bag so i didn't want to just slap together any sort of thing so it's um yeah you can feel better about i guess <laughs> drinking um ethically sourced products if it's like up to standard yeah no i, I love that because you do well by doing good you know um and and we have some local farmer like farm markets around here and we have this program called fresh fork which is um local all the local farmers there's a co-op and then they bring their produce and then you just sign up for the program. And then like every week during the summer and, and fall, as the produce comes in, you just get a bag of mixed produce, sometimes locally sourced dairy and meat. Um, and, it, and and then you know that all the produce and all the monies go to directly to farmers in the community. 
you know and so i i kind of get that I, I i appreciate that that's that's a good thing and then you do feel good like yeah it, this is worth it because paying a living wage i mean these people are living in and most of them are, are in, in horrible conditions so why not give them a chance to do well for themselves you know totally now uh you had mentioned that you started off with three blends that you like but do you create all these blends yourself or do you have like a team of people who work on different blends um so yeah it's like a, i guess it's a combination of things like um we work with a lot of bands through collabs like i take a lot of um suggestions from them if what they want for their like their band's tea or the artist tea so like we'll they'll give me suggestions of what they like and i'll like give them guidance on like what's possible um based on what their recommendations are i do a lot of the blends myself and then again we work with um the person who is sourcing the ingredients um through Sargessa tea here in Calgary. Um, sometimes if we really want to do a good blend, like if we're both ordering the same ingredients, we can cut the cost down quite a bit by ordering such a large bulk. So yeah, so I guess it's a combination of myself, um, the bands we work with, and even like our, we have a tea club, Patreon tea club, where we, um, I get in, input from the tea club members on what they want uh, to see in the shop. Nice. Chop will have to get a heavy metal horror tea blend. I mean, you know, we yeah. have to make this happen. Um, so how does one make the perfect cup of tea? Um, yeah, I think it just, yeah, first starts is like with good ingredients, um, which we do. Um, and then it's just like, it's a lot of preference. Like everyone's different. Um, and I don't think there's like any wrong answers for like, if you want milk in your tea, if you want honey or sugar, like do whatever the fuck you want, as long as you're happy at the end of the day. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of per personal preference, I guess. It really depends on who you're asking. Like for me, I like a uh, strong cup of black tea with a splash of oat milk. That's like my favorite thing. Um, but yeah, it starts with just good ingredients um, and not oversteeping it, which I'm really bad at forgetting. Okay. Tea, tea in the bag and the deck come back an hour later and it's bitter as hell <laughs> right yeah. right all right so what what is your favorite blend of all the teas that you uh, make which one's your favorite i'm like classically a basic bitch when it comes to tea like i like vanilla earl gray i'm very i'm like vanilla earl gray i love i like all the teas you make but like i'll have a cup of vanilla earl gray like without fail every day um every day yeah vanilla earl gray is big i'm big on vanilla okay Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this might be an important one. Maybe you know. Uh, does Satan have a favorite blend? And if so, what is it? Uh, if Satan had a favorite blend, it would probably be it would probably be Satan's our Satan's slumber blend. Nice. Um, but a hard day yeah. of possessing people and causing shit in the world, you just want to relax, right? No, totally. And my mom <laughs> swears by it. Who is also like a very strong Catholic woman. Nice. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, like, I'd like to talk a little bit about marketing a little bit. I know this is typically not what we talk about, uh, because, but because of the company, I, I tried to skew questions that were directly about this because, um, you know, you're a content creator and, and marketer. And, and I, and I, so I appreciate, I appreciate having, you know, being able to ask these kinds of questions. Um, so your, your recipe videos, tea videos are great fun, you know, and I, I love that you've given directions with like the, you know, the death metal, you know, growl. And um, so what kind of reactions do you get 
from these videos? I guess like, yeah, it's like a full spectrum of people love it. People think it's cringy as fuck. Um, some people there's like, especially on like the TikTok platform, I guess there's like tons of Christians who will just put Bible verses and like all sorts of like hate <laughs> on that or like say I'm going to hell um, and stuff like that. But I think overall, like overall, it's pretty positive. Um, people are just like, I think it's like people can see it's fun and they just like they people like uh, consuming that kind of content easily digestible. Um, and at the end of the day, you get like a fun or just like outrageous drink or food item at the end. Right, right. So when you're thinking about content creation, like what, what is what is your main struggle as a, a content creator? Um, I guess this like the constant changing of algorithmic things within different platforms. Like uh, I feel like some days or some like months you'll be great. And then all of a sudden there'll, there'll be like an update or something. And you have to like kind of change how you're up a little bit, how you're doing it. And um, yeah, the platform, all the platforms are just, they're always growing, especially TikTok being like a newer platform. Like I think they've changed like three times in the past year. So it's like, trying to like just understand and like trying to keep up um, what works and what doesn't because doing the same thing doesn't always work, but at the same time, switching it up can possibly like alienate your, your base mm -hmm. uh, of consumers and viewers. So it's, yeah, just trying to survive and keep growing while also like not alienating anyone, <laughs> but also like keeping your image and your message true to what your brand is trying to be. Yeah. Yeah, and if the people who get it will, will stay with with you, and it's a, that's hard for any industry, I think, to try to be who you're who you are, but also keep up with changes in taste and things like that, and also just experimenting with things like you know, like yeah. we've done this same way for five years. Let's mix it up, but you do you run that risk of alienating a core audience or something like that, you know? So it's that's tough. Um, I've seen you make a couple things, you know, your videos when you're cooking. So, what is your favorite comfort food to cook? uh comfort yeah like probably like when i'm just home alone like i don't know i love stir fries like my favorite food is probably fried rice <laughs> like I, I love i love fried rice anywhere like my favorite thing is going to like any type of restaurant vietnamese thai chinese like i love trying every restaurant's fried rice like it could be like the most basic or the most extravagant fried rice i want to try it <laughs> and even if it's like not that good or very basic i'll probably still like it yeah even at home like i i make a fuckload of fried rice <laughs> so do you use like the basic fried rice you put like meat in there like eggs green onions what else do you put in your fried rice uh yeah so sambal ginger uh green onions depending on the different meats i usually like just um chicken thighs green onions garlic uh if i'm feeling good onion too um extra egg like very eggy mm -hmm. um and then yeah depending on mixed veg like broccoli carrots peas um sesame oil soy sauce and sriracha love a good fried rice <laughs> yeah that sounds good i'm getting hungry now um okay um let's talk a little bit about fame and celebrity. Um, so who's your bucket list celebrity to meet? doesn't have to be in the music genre, but if you got, do you have a bucket list celebrity? Like, man, I really want to hang out with this person. Yeah. Like, um, 
a couple of people would definitely be like King Diamond would be one. Um, Tobias Forge, the singer of Ghost, I think would be great. Um, anyone from Ramstein, I think would just be hilarious. Um, yeah. It just they yeah, have like such that, like, a great presence on stage. I mean, they're just fucking. It's just everything. It's amazing. just being hit with a wall, you know. Totally, yeah. yeah. Just like I, I like people um, with yeah, just big personalities um, that can just like they they've found something that they can really connect with like massive scale audiences. And yeah, like King Diamond, Tobias Forge, um, the singer of Ramstein, who I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Someone asked me that recently. To, yeah, just like try to figure out how we could do a pyrotechnic tea with Ramstein one day somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, it'd have to yeah. be bring in some kind of spice, you know, something spicy, yeah. peppers and things like that to kind of amp it up, I would think. You'd want that, maybe a little bit of cinnamon and, and the those flavors oh that's awesome um yeah we're king diamond supposed to come on the show sometime when the new album comes out and he starts doing press we're on his list so um really that's awesome i'm really fucking excited to meet the king um you know (laughs) it's like yeah and i absolutely love the the costuming that he's wearing for the merciful fate tour i don't know if you have if you've seen the pictures like with the crown and stuff it's like oh my god it's just beautiful (laughs) you know yes pictures yeah, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about some uh, hypothetical situations here. Um, I want you to create a super group, okay? Which three or four musicians, past or present, would you want to play with? With my own band or just yeah. a new band? Well, if you were going to create a super group and you, you, you were going to be in it, we're in the band. Who, who, three other four people who would you want to be in your band to play with? Oh, that's a great question. Um, a bass player from Cannibal Corpse. Uh, um, yeah. I can't remember his name <laughs> right Alex, now. Alex um, Webster. Yeah. Alex Webster, yeah. Um, and there's so many. It's hard to pick. There's so many good. Um, yeah, that's a, that's, a tough, that's a tough question. Um, guitar player. Um, man, you caught me on the spot. Sorry, <laughs> man. It's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, super group. Um, guitar player who is now the new singer for the Black Dahlia Murder. I think his name's Ryan. Um, drummer. Man. There's too many good drummers. It's a tough question. We know. Yeah, it is. It is tough. It is, yeah, it's a tough question. Um, I would. Yeah, I. Pre- I. If I could probably choose. I would just choose everyone from Cannibal Corpse okay. uh, to be. They're already a super group band. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Tough. Yeah, they're yeah. good. <laughs> that's, they're that's, fun. That's my answer. There's my answer. There you go. All right, Cannibal Corpse. That's that's fine. Uh, if you could be a, any superhero for 24 hours. Who would you be, and what would you do with your day of power? My day of power? Oh, man. I'd probably... I would... My favorite superhero is probably Batman, but he's not really very super. He's just rich. Uh, But maybe just Spider-Man, and I would probably just swing from building to building just all day until I threw up, because... (laughs) Like, ever since I was little, I think that was, like, 
I just I was like, I want to swing from building to building. That's fucking hilarious. And just maybe like maybe naked because I think that would also be funny for everyone else. <laughs> That's not a web slinger, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. It's a purple-headed yogurt slinger. Yes. <laughs> okay. Satan shows up at your house for a midnight snack. What do you cook for him? What does Satan want for a midnight snack? Oh man. Yeah, he's probably getting cookies. I'm just gonna make some <laughs> cookies, cookies nice. and milk. Okay, I was gonna. Would you pair a nice tea with that? With that? With those cookies? I guess yeah. If it's at nighttime, maybe maybe a nice chamomile. Maybe a just Satan slumber tea. Also, how he'll have some cookies and Satan slumber. Nice, excellent, excellent. Okay, I, I'm. I, I don't, I'm not going to assume or presume, but I'm just guessing. This is a guess. But are you? Uh, I mean, we are heavy metal horror. So, are you a horror fan? I am a horror fan. Um, there's like a lot of movies. I wasn't like super intense into like seeing tons of movies, but I've been dating this girl for like almost a year now. And she's like obsessed, obsessed with horror movies. So, like in the past year, I've seen more horror movies than I've seen in my entire life, I would say. Um, so yeah, I like, I just didn't realize how much I was missing from the genre, um, how much I didn't know about horror movies. Um, like other than like some of like the bigger names, everyone i guess sees usually um yeah i i love horror movies and i'm definitely a big <laughs> into horror movies right now nice so what are some of your favorite uh horror movies that you've seen um recently like one i just watched we just watched one last night called into the deep house that was like kind of an interesting oh, one yeah uh a lot of jump scares in that one um i just watched this movie hush i'm not sure if you've seen oh, hush yeah. um it's about like a, a deaf woman who has like uh, is in this house and there's like a person trying to break into her house. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like a different uh, perspective, uh, just different, because uh, there's no on the, different perspective on the home invasion thing. Uh, no, yeah, totally. Was, so someone being deaf. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hush really stands out. Um, you watch this, yeah, this one Japanese um, horror movie. It was like from the '80s. I, can't remember the name, but that was like very interesting. Um, and then, yeah, some like the recent, more recent ones like Midsummer and um, Hereditary were like uh, probably some of my, I really liked Hereditary, like especially. Yeah. Yeah. I found that, uh, you know, Chop and I go way back in our horror, back to like the days of the O'Hammer films and Universal stuff, growing up with watching these movies. But I find there's so much more excitement in watching foreign horror. And now it's much easier to get foreign horror films than it was even a decade ago. Um, you know, when a few J horror was trickling in like Ringu and things like that. But now you could just, you could find horror movies from every country on the planet. And um, the Korean, the Korean horror is Korean horror. Yeah. There's a lot of great Korean horror. Um, yeah. There's a lot of great, great stuff out there. Um, okay. So when you were growing up, what was your favorite Halloween costume? Uh, I actually was not allowed to grow Halloween. Oh, I was okay. not allowed to go trick or treating because of um, God. Right, <laughs> right, so, right. I I'm not sure that I ever did actually go trick or treating, um, but if I did, I would. Yeah, I would definitely want to dress up as like probably Batman or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, would be like my probably because I was obsessed with Batman. But yeah, there was absolutely no trick or treating allowed in our family growing up. 
I understand, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I went to a church <laughs> as a teenager where they had um, an alternate to trick or treating, but at the church, you know, they would have, oh, um, yeah. you know, the people would come out and they, have, they had a big parking lot and kids would come and, but they were allowed to bring their costumes and stuff, but it was like a safe trick or treating, you know, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. letting, letting the kids dress up a little bit, but yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, okay. We're, these are, these are some uh, just one-offs. These could be about anything. So yeah. Uh, can you remember the very first album you bought? Oh yeah. The very first album I bought was um, whatever the Creed album is that has with arms wide open. Okay. Or Nickelback silver side up. It would have been one of those two. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and who are some of your favorite writers uh, and favorite books? Oh man. I'm trying to think of the books I've read recently. I'm like looking at my book pile over there. Um, I was into like, I'm not so much into it now, but I was really into like Bukowski, um, and like his poetry, I think, um, growing up, um, even like someone like JP Anuim, who wrote the, this is like, it's like a metal comic book, um, called Belzebubs. Um, I think that's like, it's like a Calvin and Hobbes, that's oh, kind of like, um, um, yeah. I think of whom in my books. Uh, yeah, I guess like H.P. Lovecraft, like looking at the Necronomicon, mm -hmm. uh, just like some of his stories and stuff. They're probably like some of the main ones. And this is all, it's all like pretty random. Like, um, I was really into, I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Those are probably Tolkien. Mm -hmm. Nice. And the rest, the rest of it, yeah, the rest of it's like, yeah, pretty random. <laughs> one okay. Off. No, that's cool. That's good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a recommendation. I don't know if you've ever read uh, Richard Matheson's I Am Legend. No. Um, yeah. Don't see the movie. The one with Mill Smith. If your girlfriend wants to watch oh, it, yeah. just, just shy her away. No, from I've, def that. I've definitely I've definitely seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, forget a long everything. Time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlearned everything you have learned, as yeah. Yoda would say. Yeah. Just it's a novella. Uh, yeah. It's so much so much better. I'm actually teaching it to my uh, one of my English classes this semester, so um, they're going to be in for a surprise. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, another one would be The Legend of Hell House too. That's a great novel by him as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Matheson's yeah. a great, very prolific, prolific writer. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's your favorite cartoon character? Ooh, that's a good, that's a, that's a fantastic question. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I'm not like a favorites guy. Like I just love so much of so many things. I'm just like, I, I never like really pick one. Um, growing Probably up. Devil. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually like, I, I had multiple Tasmanian <laughs> <devil, laughs> plushy toys growing up. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that probably would be one. That's probably one that's up there. Um, Can't go wrong with Bug Bunny, you know? I mean, those the Warner Brothers, those well, Looney so Tunes were fantastic. Yeah. I did love the Looney Tunes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could pick this one. But yeah, Looney Tunes are great. Uh, what was it, the Animaniacs? Mm -hmm. Really upset with yeah. Those were fun, man. That was a good cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's cool. Okay, what one song do you wish you'd written and recorded instead of the group who did? Um, I Come Blood by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was hoping you were going to say, 
<laughs> yeah, I was uh, Chop and I had a band for a while, oh. band project that never really took off. Uh, yeah. Wizards of Gore, based on That's the uh, yeah, based on the you know the the uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, inspired by that. That's that's the name. But I wrote a song for that album called Gorgasm, and it was about a guy uh, you know getting off, killing himself. You know, starts, <laughs> just like the movie. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh fuck. Um, the, the night of the loving dead the, the necromantic you know oh yeah 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 you know you just imagine he just starts like stabbing himself in the stomach and then like just ejaculating blood i'm like oh that's <laughs> that's just fucking amazing you know yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay which which non-music celebrity would you most like to have a drink with non-music celebrity hmm uh i think yeah probably is does token count as a celebrity um, I think that would be interesting just to talk sure. to him about and stuff. Even like non-music, but he's like influenced like so much black metal and <laughs> lyrical content. I think it would right. just be like, um, especially with like the new Lord of the Rings stuff happening now. Like, what are your thoughts on all this shit? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I'd be like, man, I wish I had some of this dough rolling in. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. This 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 is one of the games we're going to play. Uh, this is called Blast Beats. And I'm going to ask you a quick uh, question, and you just answer what first thing that comes in your mind. All right. Uh, it's usually most of them are simple choice questions. So okay, okay. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Paperback or Kindle? Paperback. PC or Apple? Apple. Favorite streaming service? Spotify. Favorite ice cream flavor? chocolate dog or cat uh cat avengers or justice league oh god uh justice league star trek or star wars oh star wars bigfoot or loch ness monster loch ness monster dracula or frankenstein dracula how do you like your steak cooked uh medium rare on the rarer side favorite sport uh, skateboarding <laughs> <laughs> blood sport um <laughs> favorite movie snack uh french fries favorite subject in school uh social studies your least favorite subject in school math favorite board game uh board game uh Monopoly. <laughs> favorite Christmas gift. Favorite Christmas. My favorite Christmas gift. I got a bass guitar, and that's kind of set off my band. Starting, that was yeah, bass guitar. Nice. Uh, your celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Damn. Um, what's the chick from Resident Evil? What, her. Oh. <laughs> oh, Mila Jovovich. Oh no. The movies yeah, or the Mila, is, it Mila, is it Mila Jovovich? Yeah, Mila. Okay, the movies, not the TV show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, the best concert you've ever attended? Um, Jobber Cowboy, Animosity, Cattle Decapitation, and Misery Index. Nice. Cattle Decapitation. Those guys are great, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just so fucking brutal. Uh, okay, last one. Favorite line from this is Spinal Tap. Oh my god. Uh 
none come to mind. But there's, there's okay. one up. Or you could do a favorite scene as well. That sometimes that's a little easier to instead of a line necessarily. I don't know. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, I can't think of something. No problem. It's all right. Um, this next game is called the hot seat. And we say okay. it's the hot seat because sometimes it makes our guests a little uncomfortable because I'm going to be asking you, the, uh, I'm going to mention the name of a band and I want you to tell me your favorite album from that band. And sometimes guests like, thinking like, oh, what the fuck is that band? Or they don't like the band or whatever. So that's why we just call it the hot seat. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with a Black Sabbath. Uh, what's this? Is the self-titled? Of... The first yeah. album? Yeah. Yeah. Judas Priest. Ooh, uh, break in the law. No, great. British yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. British, British, okay. yeah, British <laughs> deal. Yeah. Um, iced earth. I never listened to a lot of iced earth, so I couldn't answer that one. Okay. Uh, motorhead. Sure. Ooh, uh, ace of spades or what? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Um, carcass. Carcass. Oh, that's, uh, that's a hard one. Surgical steel, I guess. Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, that and hard work, man. So so many good albums. Um, Dio. Dio. Oh, uh, it's the first one. It's got to be the first Holy one. Diver. Uh, Holy Diver. Yeah, yeah. Holy Diver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Metal Church. I never listened to Metal Church, so I can't answer. Okay. How about Halloween? Halloween. Oh. Um, I can't. Yeah, I don't know the albums. Like, I couldn't name. I couldn't name the albums. That's fine. Uh, Rush. Figured you're a I Canadian. You got to be obligatory to listen to at least one Rush song. No. Yeah. No, fuck. <laughs> I can't remember the names. I'm not good. I know. That's, if you can name a song, we can. We can tell you the album. It's like the one they sing on that. What's that fucking movie? Uh, where he's like a fake best friend. Uh. I can't. I got to skip. I got to okay, skip. No I'm, problem. A bad, I'm a bad yeah. Canadian. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay. Do you know, do you, how about Opeth? Are you familiar with Opeth? I am. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really listen to a lot of Opeth. No. Okay. This next one will be easier. King Diamond. Okay. <laughs> Halloween. No, that's not that's that's Merciful Fate. Um Abigail, Abigail. Okay. Um Iron Maiden. Um I don't know. I didn't really listen to a lot of Iron Maiden. Yeah. When you're taught you can't listen to that music, it's hard. I get it. Yeah. yeah. We'll send you some we're gonna send you a care package with some music. Okay, okay and that'll help yeah. you right along. So. <laughs> okay, this one should be easy for you. Deicide. Deicide, uh, uh, that's that's hard. I love Deicide. Um, the last album was so good, but Scars of the Crucifix or, or Legion. Okay, I admire the the dedication, you know, of 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 burning a, an inverted crucifix into your head. That's that's dedication, <laughs> you know. Like, okay, I want to talk Fucking with him. Hilarious. It's like, yeah. yeah, we got some issues. We got something in common. We we got to talk. Yeah. Um, okay, Slayer. Uh, Slayer, uh, just like Hello Waits, or uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. And then last one, Kiss. Kiss, I never listened to a lot of Kiss, but yeah, like I guess, uh, Love Gun, that's like what's that song? Uh, yeah, what's that album? Love Gun, that's that's, that's <laughs> oh. the name of the album, too. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's classic old school Kiss. All right, and our, our, our last game that that we 
want to uh, bring up. It's called Name That Festival. And so Satanic Tico is playing a festival with two other artists. I'm going to spin the Wheel of Mystery to find these two other bands. Then I'd like you to name the festival that you're all playing at. So okay. I'm going to share my screen here. Here we go. Spin that wheel. There we go. All right. Okay. Can you see the Wheel of Mystery? I see it. All right. Well, I'm going to spin the first one. So Satanic Tico is playing with... Oh, 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 you just missed Cannibal Corpse. Oh, oh it's Motorhead. Nice. <laughs> okay. Motorhead, nice. That's good. thought we were going to hit Shakira there. Yeah, that was, that would have been exciting. I'd like to uh, hit Shakira as well. Um, and it looks like, oh, oh, it could be the Jonas Brothers. Nice. So, Kiko, Motorhead, and the Jonas Brothers. And the Jonas Brothers, right? <laughs> that. That's a that's a great festival. Uh, yeah, we're playing uh, Maryland Death Fest. <laughs> oh, nice! There we go. <laughs> and our final act is killing the Jonas Brothers on stage. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. please. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, okay, you know this is about fandom. We are all fans of other artists. Uh, so, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia? My favorite piece of memorabilia. That's um. I guess like I don't know like uh I I I doesn't I guess like I have some t-shirts I guess that I've also like lost <laughs> some t-shirts. Um, I love records. Um, and just like with doing the tea company, like um, being able to create pieces of memorabilia for some of these artists that have uh satanic tico attached to them like i would probably just say like some of the teases that we've made like especially like the cradle of filth um and bloodbath ones and cryptopsy are like um mean like a lot i have them in like a case and everything like um so i would say yeah like the satanic tico collabs with cradle of filth bloodbath and cryptopsy are probably like my favorite um selfishly <laughs> and like maybe like narciss narcissistically or <laughs> it's like my favorite uh, pieces of memory but it's being able to like be a part of that like legacy or history um this like yeah it really means a lot to me but other than that i would say like yeah maybe um probably t-shirts are probably like my favorite pieces of memorability memory of memory uh yeah my brain it's okay it's all good <laughs> yeah you need to smoke some more that's all right man it's all good yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So what are your plans for the rest of 2022 going into 2023? Like, you know, you mentioned the band. So I don't know a whole lot about the band side other than like the one video, which I think is brilliant because um, I was looking, uh, trying to scour social media for it. So do you have an album coming out? Do you have plan on touring? Can you, can you give us any updates on like what's happening with the, the band side of things? Totally, yeah. We have a new single coming out um, in a couple of weeks called Human Tea. Um, it features uh, the singer from Cryptopsy on that song. Um, it's like definitely like more old school death metal than the first track is. Um, we have a full EP written and recorded that will be released um, next year, early next year. They'll have like more um, horror themed music videos to go with the songs. Um, because the band is just me and um, the producer right now, like we're 
just like nailing down live performing artists. And then hopefully by early next year, after the EP comes out, we'll be starting to play uh, live shows as well. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, and then hopefully, you know, hit some touring circuits and things like that. No, totally. Yeah. Just as long as we can get the, just trying to, yeah, just we're like focusing on getting the EP just wrapped up. Um, and then, yeah, just like practicing, hopefully we'll start practicing in person at the end of this year. Um, once we just nail down the members, we're just like still shuffling through a couple of people. Uh, yeah. And then just like trying to figure out what the live performance will look like because it's like, so we're so like theatrical kind of like just via on social media, which is like the main source people see us, I guess, like just trying to translate that in a way that's not like overly cheesy, but like also like possible to like replicate that every single day. Um, yeah, that's if hard we were to go on tour. Yeah. Yeah. When Chop and I were doing Wizards of Gore, we were looking at like just the, the, the realities of having gore on stage and blood and like trying to recycle that blood and reuse it. And like, you know, it just, it, it's, it's like the, there's just a mess you know you the can't best part yeah. of it was we had a we had a this we we're gonna have this giant ass prop that shot chocolate pudding at the crowd yeah, that's right <laughs> like three four children okay <laughs> lofty goals we had there. Right? that's right yeah you know right yeah it was just we you want that imagery you want that like shock value because that's like part of the fun you know and writing yeah. songs like feed us feed us you know about eating babies <laughs> and like you know but but oh we're going to get to the point where people are going to think we're real. Like we're really talking about like eating a rubbery fetus. Like, no, no, man, it's just a fucking joke. Don't you get it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. Like you run in circles where people just don't get the fucking joke. They just, they just don't see it. Um, they can never grasp why, you know, you have a piece of spam on stage. It's carved into like a little fetus shape and it's got <laughs> cherry glaze on it. You're like, ah, take a bite. And that's, you know, that's, that's funny for the people who get it. Um, yeah, but the ones who don't like, eh, they mess no, up. Yeah people, <laughs> yeah, people really like. I don't know. There's like a lot of the same. I think same thing. Like especially right now, just like five dudes in shirts, long hair. They're playing like very similar music, and that's like awesome. Like I love that, <laughs> and I love like I love classic death metal, especially like this resurgence of um, a lot of awesome, awesome bands um, that are like really making it right now um but yeah for satanic pico i think it just has to be it's like everything else is just kind of outrageous already so like why would i wouldn't why would i take the makeup off <laughs> and then mm -hmm. play it just playing clothes with nothing else to offer other than just jamming out um i think it just has to be different and um yeah just figuring out like the logistics for that because like the more stuff you add like it gets very expensive really quick, especially right. if you're redoing it every single day on a tour um, type situation. So yeah. we're still figuring it all out. But yeah, okay. it's definitely in the plans and we are like, it's something we're working on um, to get going for next year as soon as we can release the EP and like have nice. a, a actual block of music for people to listen to. But for now we have like another song coming out in a couple of weeks and then if we're lucky, maybe one more single by the end of the year. But if not, the rest of the EP will be out early next year okay cool yeah i just had a great you know idea like uh chopped up maybe you and i could do i mean i'd love to see like a black metal blue you know bluegrass band you know you're all wearing the the overalls and the flannel shirts and you're playing banjos and shit but you then you have the black metal paint yeah. that death corpse paint that would be awesome 
Yeah, because I like blue. I like bluegrass. I mean, there's some great musicians in bluegrass, but they have a bluegrass death metal band. I don't think I've ever seen that combination. That might no, yeah. take bluegrass and amplifiers, and like that might be kind of awesome. Yeah, I think it would be. <laughs> or even like uh, Zeal and Ardor is kind of adding some like he has like some bluegrass aspects to his like own brand of black metal, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. nice! I'll I'll check into that. Yeah, because there's some amazing musicians uh, out there. You know, that'd be uh, that'd be cool. So, um, you know, Crucifix, I want to thank you for spending this uh, hour with us. Um, I really appreciate your time, and we've had a great time getting to know you. Um, I just want to thank you for 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 being on the show, man. Oh yeah, thank you so much. Like I, I'm super stoked to be here. I really appreciate y'all for having me on. Um, asking me some good questions even though my <laughs> did didn't have the best answers for all of them but yeah i really appreciate it no, it's good. To, uh, on here yeah thank you wow we appreciate it uh very much so um if there's one thing we could ask uh would you mind doing a bumper for us like this is crucifix of satanic tico and you're watching and listening to heavy metal horror would, would you mind doing something like that for us yeah like right now yeah would that be cool would you be all right to do yeah. that Okay. Yeah, 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 is it is is it too much to ask when you say heavy metal horror? Could you do it like in the death metal growl? Would that be possible? Was that going to hurt you? I don't want to. I don't want to cause stress on your throat. No, it's like I was sick last week, but I'll try. It. I haven't sang in a bit, but I'll try. It. Okay, <laughs> so this cool. Is Crucifix from Titanic Tico, and you're listening to heavy metal horror, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. This is Crucifix from Titanic Tico, and you're listening to heavy metal Fantastic. That okay. <laughs> no, that's great man that's great that's great uh, right. no this, this right. is wonderful yeah uh thank you fun. very much yeah. uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do our um commercial we're gonna get out of here um and if it's cool with you i'd like to uh, hang out for like another five minutes i just want to talk to you about some other things if that's cool you got time yeah yeah i got time Okay, cool. All right. Hey, you can find Heavy Metal Horror on UnsaneRadio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons. And uh, now we're on Roku, Hotel Metal Jam. If you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Chop top. And you've been watching and listening to all right, Crucifix, bring up the horns. Heavy metal horror. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs>